You're listening to Joe Radio Live. Positive and motivational content just for you. Do enjoy and share. Joe Radio Live is a community where you will find lots of helpful info to positively impact our listeners. You can help by sharing Joe Radio Live daily with at least one person. Welcome one and all to Joe Radio Live, the podcast network. Blessings to each and every one of you. How are you all doing? Uh, we are back. We are back with another one. We are back with another one. I want to tell you if you are in a abusive relationship, some type of abusive relationship, I want to let you know that you will come out. It's not the end of the world. You will not die. You don't have to die in that situation. There is hope for you in Jesus Christ. And uh, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, I would like to encourage you to enter into one today, sooner rather than later. But I want to let you know that there is hope for you. There is help in Jesus and you will come out. You can come out. It's up to you. It's up to you. Exercise your faith. It's up to you what you want to do. Right? Change your mindset. Have a positive mindset. And believe in Jesus Christ. And it's very simple and easy to believe in Jesus Christ. Right? Comes back again to exercising your faith. So, if you want to accept Jesus Christ, who can really help you in whatever situation you might you might be in right now, it's really simple. You can say this prayer. Lord Jesus, I come to you a sinner. I repent of all of my sins. I ask of your mercy and your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me. I am yours from this day forth in Jesus' name. If you said that prayer or a prayer like that, welcome to the body of Christ. Get a King James Version Bible. Begin to read and study the word of God and watch God do some awesome things in your life. Today's topic, are you in a narcissistic marriage? There is help for you. Once again, today's topic, are you in a narcissistic marriage? There is help for you. Alright, so we are going to get into your hit, your scripture. And we are going to come back on the other side to get things pumping. It's Joe Radio Live. Remember to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend. Tune in to Joe Radio Live. Bring somebody with you when you're listening. Bring somebody with you. Thank you once again for uh, listening, liking, and sharing. Let's go to our hit your scripture for today. From Numbers 27, verses 16 and 17. May the Lord, the God of the spirits of all mankind, appoint a man over this community to go out and come in before them one who will lead them out and bring them in, so the Lord's people will not be like sheep without a shepherd. Wow, for any city, county, or country electing new leadership, or for a church selecting elders or ministers, what greater prayer could there be than to ask, Lord of all humanity, 
please appoint leaders who will go before us, care for us, and lead us with integrity, modeling your ways of peace and virtue, so that we will not be like sheep without a shepherd. Oh God, give us such leaders. Amen. Let's pray. Oh Father, please forgive us for choosing leaders for the wrong reasons and for choosing those to lead us who have bad character but are successful in other places. Please raise up leaders at every level of community and church, people who have integrity of character and who possess a deep concern for others. In the name of the Savior, Jesus, we pray this together. Amen. So, just before we get into it, just want to get into a word of prayer. Father, we thank you, we glorify your name, we hallow your name, Lord God. Lord, I pray for every person that may be in a narcissistic marriage or some type of abusive relationship. Lord, I pray, Lord God, that they would find you, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that they would get the help that they need. I pray your divine intervention, whatever it may be, Lord Father, dear God, husband and wife, boyfriend and girlfriend, you know, family situation, friend, co-worker, whatever the situation, Lord, I pray, Lord God, that you would step in and make your presence felt, Lord God, that they would feel your peace, your joy, your love, that they would feel comforted, Lord God, that they would feel like, yes, there is hope. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel in spite of this situation, in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, change their mindset, Lord God. Change their mindset. Touch their heart, Lord God. Give them a new perspective on life, Lord God. Give them, give them new vision, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Lord God. Block out, Lord God, the lies of the enemy, Lord God. And let them hear only your voice in Jesus' name. So as we get into it, first thing, once again, today's topic are you in a narcissistic marriage? There is help for you. So the first thing you have to know is what is a narcissist? What is a narcissist? Sorry. Um, what are the signs of a narcissist? All right. So the first clip you're going to hear is going to tell you that. And then you're going to hear the testimony of uh, a victim or a former victim, I should say, um, of a narcissist who was in a narcissistic marriage, um, what she went through and how God brought her out. And as you listen, to, as you listen to it, sorry, you will see how God can bring you out of your situation as well. All right. So remember, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Just before we get into it, remember to get interactive. Call or WhatsApp us one eight six eight seven eight seven eight two eight five. That number again one eight six eight seven eight seven eight two eight five. Remember, you can email us at jomedianetworktt at gmail.com jomedianetworktt at gmail.com you can also we have a, a new voice message line where you can send in your voice message if you want to be part of the program right you can send in your voice messages you want to say hi your hellos happy birthdays happy anniversary what have you you want to leave a positive comment positive feedback send it in we can play it in our programs 
and you can hear yourself say, um you know hear your messages and stuff like that so people without further ado let's get into it remember today's topic once again are you in a narcissistic marriage there is help for you let's go The signature characteristics of many personality disorders can be quite unpleasant, such as the case of narcissistic personality disorder. Interacting with an MPD sufferer can be confusing, frustrating, and even hurtful. The MPD individual will often overlook or ignore many of these traits that make them unlikable. Here are nine signs which may be a result of narcissism. One, instead of listening, they're wrapped up in their own opinion. Ever felt looked down upon or ignored, even though that person was in no position to do so? You might have encountered a sign of narcissism. Their perception leads them to believe what you have to say isn't important, so they blank it out. Rather than actively listening and integrating in discussions, they treat all conversations as a platform to present their ideas only which they think are the only ideas worth listening to. Two, they tend to cheat in relationships. Narcissists feel they're treasures that are too good for anyone. Bring this attitude into a relationship and you have lightning waiting to strike. Cheating is often a way for narcissists to build their ego. Author Katerina Valentini at Psychology Today says that narcissists are incapable of forming any kind of normal relationship and will wreak havoc in partners' lives. Betraying someone and leaving them in great grief gives a narcissist a rush of power. Three, they constantly need to be admired. If you've seen a narcissist, maybe you've seen that they almost swagger, oozing conceit and arrogance with every breath. They may look like they possess tremendous confidence, but it's not enough. They need constant admiration. The delusion of always being entitled to admiration is why people around them often find themselves emotionally drained. To them, there's no greater rush than being put on a pedestal and worshipped by their fans and followers. 4. They do not take any criticism well. Have you ever commented on something someone said and they lashed out at you? Maybe the reaction was more hostile than expected. They think they're superior to others around them and believe themselves to be infallible. They react poorly, maybe yelling, throwing a tantrum, or with another unreasonable response when they perceive what you've said might be criticism. 5. They exploit others without guilt or shame. Narcissism and empathy don't go hand in hand. Narcissists are unwilling to see the world from the perspective of others. As a result, they're able to exploit others without any feeling of remorse. They can manipulate people to fulfill their own needs without regard for the consequences that their actions may have on others. 6. They belittle others. The narcissist thinks they're the best and brightest, so seeing proof that dictates otherwise, like someone who is more talented than they are at a particular activity, is a rude shock. The response is to make sure that the person is below them, where the narcissist feels most others belong. They try to be dismissive about the other person, to show that they don't really even care about them. And if that doesn't work, they resort to personal attacks. 
They belittle and intimidate the other person in order to assert the superiority over them. 7. They see themselves as more attractive than they really are. Despite the fact that everyone should feel attractive, there's a fine line between a healthy self-image and being delusional. This line is often crossed by narcissists who believe that they are exceptionally attractive regardless of having any imperfections. The narcissist uses this perceived superior attractiveness to justify to themselves why they're too good for everyone. 8. They gaslight those who are dear to them. Have you ever noticed feeling that you can't remember anything correctly around a specific person? When you're with that person, do you feel a little like you've lost your mind? That's due to gaslighting, a tactic narcissists use in order to manipulate and gain power and control over those around them. Gaslighting is frightening because it's insidious. The manipulation is lengthy and gradual, so the victim doesn't notice it happening, like when you grow taller. The end result of the long-term gradual manipulation is the devastation of the victim. It can reduce the most healthy, confident person down to being a shaking, paranoid shell. The victim no longer believes they know what's real, so they adopt the reality of the abuser, giving the narcissist full control. 9. They put some people on pedestals. Our last sign seems oddly contradictory to the other signs, but it is very logical, and here's why. Narcissists believe that they have to have perfection in everything, including people they associate with. A narcissist will often cozy up to someone higher in status, believing that their perfection will somewhat rub onto them. For example, that suck-up in class who always gets the lecturer's full attention, or the brown-noser at work who barely does any work but gets promotions. Do you or does anyone you know show these signs of narcissism? Tell us which sign or signs you find most helpful and why in the comments below. Don't forget to share this video with someone who might benefit from it. Click on the subscribe button for more videos on psychology and mental health. As always, thank you for watching. Well, welcome back, my friend. Today is testimony time. As you know, God has placed it on my heart to help people navigate away from toxic relationships and back towards Him. And I am no stranger to toxic relationships, but the one that was a pivotal turning point in my life was my narcissistic marriage. And my story is one of pain, promise, and purpose. So I'm hoping you'll join me today as we talk about how God delivered me from a narcissistic marriage. And in case we haven't met yet, my name is Chris Reese, and it is my hope to bring you biblical solutions to whatever you're going through. And I believe that we serve the God of the impossible. So if you're not subscribed and you're being blessed by our time together, would you please hit that subscribe and notification button so we can stay connected? I didn't even realize he was a narcissist until after we were divorced. Talk about feeling like a fool. I felt so embarrassed that it took me so long to be able to put a label on it. But the truth is, it didn't need a label. I knew something was wrong six days after we returned from our honeymoon. As I stood in the kitchen counter, I was opening the mail and I scanned the unusually high cable bill 
and I saw one pornographic movie after another. Guys, it felt like someone just sucked all of the air out of the room. And he was sitting there, and he saw my face. Now, I was never one to cower in fear, so I pounced like a puma. And I challenged him. And his response was the beginning of what I knew was going to be a dream-turned-nightmare. He said, well, since you didn't put out, what did you expect me to do? You're now making this my fault. Now, don't think for a second that I actually assumed responsibility for this. But I didn't know what to do. I mean, actually, honestly, I thought it was early enough to kind of bail in this. And in just a couple months, no one would be none the wiser. But I stayed. I stayed for phase one. To win him over. I was going to be that loving, understanding wife who wins her husband to Christ. Even though he said he was a Christian. But more on that later. But two months in, he came to me and said, Yeah, you know that whole church thing we've been doing? That's not going to work for me. You can go, but I just don't think it's for me anymore. Again, I felt so bamboozled. He fooled me into thinking that he had come to Christ and wanted a Christian marriage. Now, needless to say, the marriage was strained at this point, And I realized that this man was only married in title only. And it started to dawn on me that he was proud to brag to his colleagues about his young wife. There was a significant age difference, but he lived his life like he was a bachelor. And at the beginning of our marriage, he said that he would like to wait three years before we had kids. Now, fast forward three years, he came back to me and said, I never said that. I said that after three years, we could talk about it and see if that's what we wanted. And I've thought about it, and I just don't think it's something that we want. Swindled for the last time, my friend. Look, I may not have known that he was a narcissist, but there was no doubt that he was a lying, self-centered, egotistical control freak that was using me for everything I had. So phase two, God get me out of here. Love, I'm gonna be honest with you, was not driving this ship anymore. I gotta confess, I know I'm probably gonna get judgment for this. I hated him. I hated who he was. I hated what he had done to all of my dreams. And worst of all, I hated that that beautiful Christian marriage that I so longed for turned out to be a scam. There was nothing Christian going on and there was certainly no marriage here. And once he knew that I was onto him, it went from bad to worse. And there was no way I was staying in that toxic house with that lying manipulator. I'm out of here. God, I love you, but I am not staying here another minute. Do what you gotta do. I'm not staying. That was my attitude. And at the time I was in counseling because again, I confess I was a wreck. And the counselor I was working with, she calmed me down and she said to me, are you willing to trust God? And of course, my, my head said yes, and my heart was like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> and she said this to me. She says, he will either change him or deliver you, but you need to hang tight. Look, 
I was definitely praying that God would change him. But at that point, the thought of him delivering me never occurred to me. I was always the type that had to kind of take the bull by the horns. I always had to do something about my situation. And there are times where that is applicable, but I always left God out of the equation. I just assumed it was my responsibility. And I was at this pivotal point where I wanted to trust God. I wanted to leave the outcome up to him, but I was so in the habit of doing things myself. But when she said that to me, a sudden peace came over me, knowing that it now wasn't my responsibility to change him. And I wasn't going to be trapped. I knew that I could trust God to be God. So phase three, God, I'll trust you. I had had more impulsive, take the bull by the horn types of decisions in my life than I care to admit. And there was this little voice inside of me that kept saying, trust me, trust me. But my flesh, my friend, it had its running shoes on. And I knew my decision in that moment was going to be pivotal in my walk with God. Am I going to keep doing things my way or am I going to follow him? And even though I had no idea what this was going to look like, I chose to trust him. And after that, my focus shifted. I won't lie. My prayer was more for deliverance. God, get me out of here than it was for, oh God, change his heart. <laughs> but the more I trusted God with whatever the outcome would be, the more I grew in maturity. And I spent so much time with God. I mean, at this point in my marriage, I was so lonely. But my time with God, it was so glorious. And I even reached a point where I prayed, God, if delivering me from this means that I lose this connection with you, then keep me right where I am. That's how sweet the connection was with him. And if it took that situation to bring me closer to God, that's fine with me, Lord. And then one day, as a clear blue sky, God showed me what this man had been doing with his time and money. And this was my out. And many Christians may say, well, as a Christian woman, you still should have stayed. You see, a loving wife would have loved him through his indiscretions. Judge all you want. I left. I was biblically released, and this man had zero interest in assuming any responsibility for a healthy, much less godly relationship. I never looked back. I never regretted it, not for one second. But here's what I did regret. Everything that led up to it. You see, it's easy to be the victim in those situations. And in many ways, I was. But let me be completely transparent here. I stepped out of God's will when I married this man. I may not have known that he was a full-blown covert narcissist, but I did know that I shouldn't have married him. I had friends asking if I prayed over this, and like that was their gentle way of showing me the red flags. I didn't listen. And man, do I wish I had at least one of them that would have smacked me in the head, because that's how stubborn I was, and said, what on earth are you doing? But the truth is, I really don't know that I would have listened to that either. I might, I might not. 
The truth is, I didn't lie. I did pray. But my prayer was more like, oh, God, please let me marry him. Oh, God, please stop me if he's not the one. And then I'd put on the fastest running shoes possible and not give God a chance to catch me. And then while I was running, I'd turn my receiver off. So in my mind, I checked that prayer box, but I truly didn't want to hear if God had something to say other than what I wanted to hear. You see, this man was a bit older than me. And I was so tired of dating guys my age who were still finding themselves. I had just come off of dating someone who actually turned down a full-time job because he didn't want to waste his summer. It, really? Meanwhile, I was paying for things, trying to get him on a budget to get him out of debt. So done with that. So, when Mr. Covert Narcissist shows up with his business and his goals and his aspirations and what seems like a mature outlook on life, there was no prayer in heaven that was going to stop me. I was moving forward no matter what. And maybe now you can see why I was done with doing things my way. And one of the questions that I get asked often is, well, how long did it take for God to deliver you? And the answer from the first cable bill to the filing of the divorce papers. It was nine years. And here's what I always get in return. I'm not waiting nine years. I just can't. And I get it. But it's in this moment that you have a choice. Am I going to do things my way or God's way? You see, you can't say that you're submitted to God and still calling all the shots. But you also now can't blame God or anyone else if you decide to go all Rambo. And here's what I hope that you glean from my story. Number one, God delivers. There is no place too far or too deep that God can't reach you. Number two, God heals. There is no broken place that God can't reach. And there's no wound that he can't heal. Number three, God restores. He will take what the enemy meant for your harm, and he's going to use it for your good and for his glory. And I'm actually here now because of what I've been through. Yes, God will deliver. He will heal and he will restore. Even if, like me, it was your own wrongdoing. And all you simply need to do is repent, submit, and trust his timing. Get out of your head what you think God should do and just trust him. And your situation is likely different than mine and I couldn't even begin to say how God will move or when God will move, but I know that he will move if you will just trust him. If you're interested in learning the seven signs of a covert narcissist, be sure to check out this episode right here. And make sure that you grab a copy of our free Toxic People Survival Guide. My friend, this is my free gift to you. I created this to be able to help you identify and deal with all the difficult people in your life. I will go ahead and include 
a link in the description section below. Okay, people, so some really, really important, informative, and good stuff, right? If God can do it for her, he can definitely do it for you. Um, and whether whether you're in that type of situation or any situation, God can definitely bring you through, bring you out in the name of Jesus Christ. Um, I want to just uh, divert just a little bit, right? If you are depressed today, maybe it's because of a situation like that or some other situation. If you are probably suicidal, I want to let you know that there is hope, there is hope, there is hope in Jesus Christ. There is always hope. Jesus is our hope. He died for you. He loves you. He shed his blood for you. He was beaten and bloodied and went through all sorts of stuff just for you. You don't have to go down that road. I want to let you know that suicide is a one-way ticket to hell. If you've never heard that before, I am telling you, suicide is a one-way ticket to hell. Don't think that if you kill yourself, you're going to be better off and all that sort of thing. No, 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 no. My friend, that is when your problems have just begun. Remember, eternity, eternity is never ending. Eternity is never ending. And that is where all of us is heading to when we leave this world. When we die and we leave this world, we are either going to spend eternity with God or eternity with the devil. We have to make that choice. So I want to tell you, no matter how bad you think your situation is, God is the answer to all your problems. Taking your life is not the answer. You did not give life to yourself. You cannot take it. You are someone's property. You are God's property. All right? And if you've never heard this before, I want to let you know, do not do it. It is not worth it. It's, it's, a, it's a, a decision and it's a choice that you cannot come back from. When you, re, when you realize, when you die and realize the reality of what you have done, you cannot come back from it. You cannot undo it. All right? So I want to let you know that Jesus is your hope. Jesus is your help. He can help you. All right? I, I even know um, whoever may be listening, if, you, if you're depressed and, and suicidal, I rebuke that spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. I rebuke that spirit of suicide. I rebuke in Jesus' name. I rebuke that spirit of depression and sadness and despondency in, and hopelessness in Jesus' almighty name. And I pray that God would meet you right where you are, wherever you may be. I pray that God would meet you and God would intervene and God would turn your life around even right now. I pray that you would feel his hand of love, his hand of sustenance, his hand of comfort in the name of Jesus. And every demonic spirit that may be attacking you, that may be coming up against you right now. I bind it in Jesus' name. There is hope for you. Don't ever feel that, that you know, your situation is hopeless. There is no hope for you. There is always hope as long as you are alive. Jesus is our hope. Jesus is our help. In his word, he says he is the way, the truth, and the life. All right? He is the way, the truth, and the life. Always remember that. Don't listen to the lies of the enemy. Alright, so I just wanted to leave you with that before we close off the program. Whoever you are listening to this right now and you're going through whatever you're going through, you might be feeling like, hey, I'm going through hell. I'm going through hell for how long? I might never come out of this. No, 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 no. The devil is a liar. 
you can make it you will make it in the name of jesus i pray that you have a new mindset i pray that god will change your mindset change your heart in the name of jesus my god thank you for doing it whoever the person is right now listening to this whoever needs to hear this right now i pray that before you leave this program before the end of this program that you would feel a change in your spirit that you would feel a change in your life in and see a change in your life that you would see god intervening and working and moving in miraculous ways in your life in jesus almighty name all right so i trust that you would have enjoyed uh this program look out for many more thank you as always for listening liking and sharing we are joe radio live we love you god bless you and your family all right um look forward to doing another one with you and for you all right so take care of yourselves people blessings 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 until the next one jc vibes is gone later. Thank you for listening to Joe Radio. Join us in our next program. Remember, don't just exist, but be a blessing.